What's up, soulmates? It's your girl, Dr. Heavenly Kimes, and I'm filling in for Claudia Jordan, who's celebrating her fabulous birthday in Aruba. It's Wednesday, and we're back with TGIF. We're here to spill all the tea and break down the biggest headlines in news and on social media. Now sit back, relax, and get ready to sip this hot tea. Now what's up, guys? Funky Al, what's going on? How y'all feeling? What's going on, Dr. Heavenly? Glad to have you. Thank you. Thank y'all for having me. Are y'all sipping on anything tonight? Of course, I have to. I'm I doing a vodka, vodka orange juice. What is that called? What is that called? A screw, 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 screwdriver. screwdriver. A screwdriver. I'm screwdriver. Uh, yeah. No, I just had a um, a boost shake. You know, I'm, I'm unlocking my better self, Dr. Heavenly. I don't know if you've been tuning in, but I try not to drink. I'm trying to be more classy. Mm-hmm. Me too, baby. Me too. I got some agua, some old-fashioned agua. But before we start the show, let's take a moment to wish Claudia a very happy birthday. Kick us off, Funky. Claudia, I know that everybody out there can't be young and supple and have tight wool skin like me and whose milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, the front, the back, and the side yard. But I would like to wish you a very, 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 very special happy birthday. Uh, we've been joint at the hip since all of us ran into each other at uh, Cynthia's wedding, created this situation. And I hope that we get to celebrate at least another 20 or 30, 40 more years with you. Hey, what you got to say, baby? Happy 50th, Claudia. Welcome to the 50 and over club. It only gets better from here, beautiful. And after watching you do all those, uh, your friends do all those cartwheels on the beach, you look like a supple 20, what did what you say, 30 year old? <laughs> anyway, beautiful woman, please keep up all the good work that you're doing. Your life is just opening up like a sunshine. Um, and I wish you and all your friends there, I wish I could have been with Aruba with you, but I wish you and all your friends an incredible night tonight, which I know is your actual birthday dinner. Nothing but love from here, from Los Angeles. And like you said, hopefully this is many, many more and more birthdays to come after this. Happy yes, birthday. Claudia. Happy birthday, beautiful queen. We're so happy for you and enjoy yourself in Aruba. It's been a while since I've been to Aruba, but it's a beautiful place. Get that sunshine and vitamin D. Girl, and you'll look beautiful as ever. Happy birthday. Now, guys, let's get to the show. The Dalai Lama released an apology after kissing a young boy on the lips and asking him to suck his tongue. Apology stated holiness wishes to apologize to the boy and his family, as well as many friends across the world for the hurt his, world, his words may have caused. His holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public, and before cameras, he regrets the incidents. What are y'all thoughts on the Dalai Lama? I mean, strange encounter with this little boy sucking on his um, tongue. Do you think it gives, gives pedophile? What y'all thinking? Um, you know, it's hard, right? Because it's the Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama is like the figurehead for like peace and innocence and all thing great, right? And me personally, and I know people who have children respond differently. I can't bring myself to think that this man had any ill intention. I'm wondering if he's beginning to suffer with dementia, maybe. And that's what caused his judgment to be a little off. Um, I just don't think that somebody would purposely commit a pedophilic act with cameras running, 
people watching and the whole world watching. But I do know that it, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. I mean, I beg to differ. I feel like, you know, a lot of times we don't know who's who, and I'm not saying nothing bad, but y'all know y'all hear about these religious figures all the time with these little boys. I mean, suck on his tongue. Who does that? I think that he, what it was, the dementia was, he forgot the camels was rolling and he wanted the little boy to suck on his tongue. And next time he might ask to suck on his finger next time. You know what I mean? You never know. Don't suck on nothing. And, and, and all that religious figures, man, y'all need to go to church. Go back to Jesus, y'all. Well, Dr. Heavenly, you know, I understand your context on this, but I can't do that to the Dalai Lama. Uh, this is the Buddhist culture. I think we have to understand the cultural context of this. And we have to also understand the entire story and not just the piece that we are sold. So the Dalai Lama, you got to understand, sticking your tongue out is an, actually an act of respect. It's also a greeting in the Tibetan culture saying that he's comfortable with you, he respects you, and he would like to get to know you and introduce you to his sphere of space. So let's understand that, that that's been for thousands of years. Uh, unfortunately, though, you know, this Dalai Lama has a sense of humor. And, you know, in this whole experience with the young man, he stuck his tongue out. He showed his respect, gave him a kiss, gave him a hug, kiss on both cheeks, gave him a kiss on the lips. And then he made a joke. And the joke was completely inappropriate. The joke was gross. The joke was disgusting. And in the United States, we view it as downright child abuse. However, that wasn't his intent. We know that the Buddhists and the Dalai Lama is not like the Catholic Church. They don't have years of sexual child abuse in their uh, in their history. And the Dalai Lama takes this this type of accusations towards him, the culture and the religion, extremely serious. And they're doing their best to, you know, you know, create a PR environment where he can continue to be the great person that he is in the Tibetan Sounds culture. good, baby, but uh, no no cigar, baby. You don't suck on my baby's tongue. Now, do y'all have a baby? Do y'all have a little boy? He didn't suck Somebody on his tongue. He didn't suck on his tongue. He asked him to suck on his tongue. Would you suck on my tongue? Now, is that I, a I think, I think, Dr. Heavenly, it was a joke. He, It was just a joke that went completely wrong. That's and, a joke. And, if I say suck on my anything as the Dalai Lama, a big religious figure. Now, I ain't trying to say nothing. I'm not. I'm just saying, if you ask my child to suck on something, I'm going to be a little bit upset. That's just me. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't understand the culture. But in my culture, right. if you ask him to suck on something, I'm going to be a little bit upset. And I swear, <laughs> I think my his father would be as well. Well, I mean, I get that. I just, I feel like it's very important that we understand the entire context of I get the context, the and I context still of the, the entire time. video and not just one or two seconds that we can suck on through. nothing of my babies, but that's fine. We can keep it moving. Here in other news, Monique seemingly addressed her challenges with coming out as queer. In her recent Netflix special, My Name is Monique, the comedian discussed how she refused to come out to her late grandmother because she, it was looked down upon in her family. Does this news surprise you? We don't wanna. Ooh. Y'all, y'all straight heteros, y'all uh, black woman posse, y'all can have her. She is problematic. We got enough big mouths in the LGBT community. Uh, but does it surprise me? No, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I think, you know, we are we're getting to a space now where we're starting to understand that sexuality is a spectrum. You're not just gay, straight or bi. You know, that's people love to try to think in the binary and have to put you in one of those two boxes. It's a spectrum. And she said, you know, she has a sexual attraction to women. 
she does, a whole lot of other people we do do, a whole lot of y'all um, women watching like the munch on carpet. And it, it's, you know, heavenly, they said when you was down to the fam, you you munched on a little bit of carpet. You you the motherfucking munching on the carpet. So, you know, hey. I take that. I take that. <laughs> now, for me, I love Monique. She's been down to smiles by Dr. Heavily. That's my girl. And all I know is she's a beautiful person. She's very calm. She's very religious. And my whole thing is if she like whatever she like, that's her business, you know? So I think it was great that she came out and whatever she's doing. But I love Monique. No matter, She can do no wrong with me because I know the girl. That's my lady. And if she want to call me, she can. Come on. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I got to tell you, Dr. Heavenly and Q, I was, and, and unlike Q, I was very proud of Monique. I, I thought that there was a braveness to, to take on this conversation at this late age in her life. She's 55. She's from Baltimore, she's similar from the, from the DMV or around the DMV, which is where I'm from. And when I grew up, hey, this was not conversations you had with your family. Instead, you hid them. And there was one thing also, when I was growing up in the South, the last thing a parent wanted to have in those days, at least in the 60s, and 70s and 80s was a gay child and so your way of protecting yourself emotionally and mentally was not telling it i'm so proud of her for sharing this this was her her conversation was a great intersection between race sexual orientation and identity and when she mentioned that the one reason why she didn't come out was because she didn't want to disappoint her grandmother that hit me directly in my heart because one of the main reasons that i didn't come out until i did was because i didn't want to hurt my mother i didn't want to disappoint her and and, you know, unfortunately, um, I wish I had come out around her because it wasn't until after her death that I came out that I feel like there was a miss in our conversation and me being true and clear and, 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 and you know, honest with her. So I wow. get it. I liked it. I do, too. I, yeah. Go ahead, Monique. Get whatever you want out of life, baby. You live one time, baby. Go get it. Hey, but y'all remember the Firefest debunkle back in 2017? Uh-huh. Well, after over four years in prison for scamming past attendees, Billy, Billy McFarland announced on Twitter that he's working on making the Fireface happen once again. McFarland tweeted, tell me why you should be invited. You think he can pull it off this time? Yeah. <laughs> Hell no. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me. No, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Remember, those tickets were up to $1,500 to participate in this three-day event. They were 500 people that actually paid the $1,500. They were supposed to have luxury accommodations and, and, and gourmet cuisine food. But when they got there, they had they were living in relief tents with, <laughs> with dirt floors. They had cheese sandwiches for dinner. They had wet mattresses. It was a disaster and they and because they didn't have enough tents for people people were robbing people of their tents so that they would have a place to stay never again would i participate in anything that that man puts together because like i said fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me well i mean hear me out i um you know i'm all about giving people grace right and i think because this has garnered so much attention. I mean, he would have to be on the up and up, right? I also think that because this got so much attention that it would be a magnet for corporate sponsors. Now, I'm not going to promise you that I'm going to be the first person to buy my ticket, but heavily, if you and Al be like, we got our ticket, we going, I'm going to wait and see who all going first. And then I might be down to participate. 
I mean, after I saw that cheese sandwich, I was a little bit turned off, but we could bring our own chicken and watermelon and beer. We could bring our own stuff, right? Right, right, right. Hey, well, you know if we're, flying, if we're flying private with you, Dr. Heavenly, to get to the island, if we're fly, flying private with you to get to the island, yeah, we could bring our own food. Listen, we can have a good time wherever if we got our own food and we don't got that cheese sandwich. I think we're going to be all right. You know, I like, what you say who all going? Water. Sorry, I got to have hot water. The pressure got to be right. The places that I'm at, I need to have a little bit of ice, especially if I'm gonna be there three to six days. Mm, this will Ooh, be no we, can, we can we can down we down for whatever, right, Pump? Right, we down. Right. Y'all right. wash y'all were washing the sea, okay? That's right <laughs> in the salt water. Coming up next, Doja Chat explains why she no longer cares about having a blue check. And later, see why Walmart t-shirt design caused the uproar. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. Doja Cat responded to fans who noticed that she no longer has a blue check on Twitter. She wrote, having a blue check now means there's a higher chance that you're a complete loser and you're desperate for validation from famous people. Do y'all agree with Doja Cat or do you think she's a bit salty because she lost her blue check? How the hell do you lose a blue check? First of all, I thought it was, you know, they give it to you to, to tell you that's really you. Right. I, I didn't know you could lose it either. Um, I think both. I think I, I, I agree with her to a degree. Um, I, I personally think it's lame. From Valdosta, Georgia, you got 633 followers. And now your intention behind getting this blue check was to feel like somebody, right? Like that that's just lame to me. However, if you, you know, if you are a business owner or brand and, you know, you want to get more eyeball, eyeballs on your situation, um, you know, it, it's OK. It's weird. Right. Because the general public is mad with the, the celebrities and the people who, quote unquote, who earn their blue checks through their celebrity. And the celebrities are, quote unquote, salty with the people in the general public when at the end of the day, the check simply means verification, right? It means that you turned in your your driver's license, your ID, and they linked your ID with your online identity. And originally they were given to people who had a high likelihood of their accounts being duplicated or phony pages. Somewhere along the way, celebrity and status got attached to the whole blue check thing. And now it, it, it became a status symbol. And listen, Maslow's hierarchy of needs states that status is one of our psychological needs. Everybody wants to be somebody and anybody who says they don't, they lie in or whatever. But I do get it because on my page now, normally when I would scroll through my comments, I would go to the blue checks to see what celebrity, what producer, what TV network was talking to me so I can pay special attention to them. China, I got Carol in Milwaukee talking to me with 300 followers wasting my damn time. So it is a bit of a nuisance, but I also understand why other people would want one. How much they charge it for these blue checks? Because they charge it from, is it monthly or is it a one-time fee or yearly? Or can you get a it's, discount for doing a year? It's, Fourteen ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine. No, 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 no. That you're talking about Instagram, Q. This is he's talking about Twitter on this. So Twitter is eight dollars for the blue check. And but so Elmo, what? I, 
what happened is the you know Elon Musk paid forty three billion dollars for Twitter. The valuations were out the ceiling. He's trying to make his money back because he's in the red, right? So every legacy account on Twitter with the blue check has been removed. If you wanted to be replaced, you had to pay eight dollars a month. Okay, $8 a month is 300,000 users with blue checks at the present time. If they all come back, that's $28 million a year that he's recovering in revenue. So he's just taking it from a popular-based business model to a revenue-based business model. In order to get this money that he needs to keep Twitter afloat, he's got to charge people for the, for the access and the influence, and it's $8. Everybody, not just, it's everybody that wants it pays $8. I ain't mad if you want to pay for it. I was just checking my Twitter to see if I, because I had a list, legacy check. I didn't know if they were just getting rid of them and you got to go back and pay or something. But uh, I still got my check. Where's Doja check? Check. How she a check? You want to know what's odd, though? It, what, what's odd, though, is right, is because he is still playing on the psychology of people, right? Because if you if you a bona fide celebrity, you're not going to pay for that check. You're right. not, because at the end of the day, you know who you are. I know I'm LeBron James. I don't need that. But because that check somehow or another meant celebrity, the people out there, they're going to buy it. You know what I'm saying? I, it, I don't know. It, it's a, it's an it's an it's an insult to me, honestly. That 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 he's playing on people's whatever whatever, and that y'all buying into it. But I also think once you get it. I ain't mad about anybody charging for anything that's of value to them. My whole thing is, is I, am I going to lose my check? Because I'd be dang if I'm about a check when I done been had one for years. I'm not going to buy a check, Al. Are you going to buy your check back once you lose yours, Al? Um, I'm not a, I'm not active on Twitter like that. So I, I, I couldn't tell you what's going on on my Twitter account. I don't okay, even know I if there's a check you. there I or not. People. At DR underscore heavenly, baby. Just tweet me, baby. I'm going to tweet you back and with my check. <laughs> but that's good. Um, well, uh, let's see. Do you guys wish you were a little taller? Well, no, Minnesota. No. Well, a man in Minnesota spent more than $170,000 on excruciating leg surgery to gain another five inches. He apparently wanted to give himself a leg up in the dating pool. What do y'all think about this? He should have spent $170,000 to buy him some coochie. Because I, just think, I just think that would have been a better use of the $170,000. I want to tell you something. Um, I don't think that the surgery is going to fix the esteem. And I think the esteem is the issue that you had in the dating pool. Women holler all the time. They don't want no short man, whatever the case may be. But if you a cool person with great personality, good job, good whatever, those types of things go out the window. So my brother, your reason for not getting dates is not because of your height. And contrary to popular belief, there are some people out there that don't, that like short men and there are people out there that don't have a problem with short men. So I think the, um, he'd have been better off tricking with the $170,000 than buying some legs. Al, what you think? Baby? <laughs> uh, 
I hear what Funky's saying, but you got to understand, this is for a guy that's 6'2", almost 6'3", that's me, there's a social currency for me having this height on me. And there are things that I'm able and privileged to have and do that a short man just doesn't get. Now, uh, there's also plenty of data out there, ladies and gentlemen, Q and Dr. Heavenly, and many body image experts will tell you, if you're shorter, you get ignored more. You're not paid attention to if you're a supervisor role on the job. Women tend to look over you and not at you. You get less attention. You get paid less by your employers. You have uh, more health problems. Uh, there are at least, you know, less athletic advantages to being short. So there's a laundry list of things that I can see why someone who is short wants to be taller because you are treated differently in this society. But like you, I think if you have a good personality, a high credit score, and, you know, just all around a good person, then you can work around it but listen this is a four billion dollar business in just the year of 2021 alone so a lot of people are, are are turning in their short legs for this length this leg extension because a they want a more positive self-esteem and self-image a they want more money b they want to be stopped looked looked over for promotions and 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 uh, positions of leadership and c just like it is with the beauty industry dr heaven you know this when your teeth ain't right you don't feel good i don't care how much personality you got i don't care how full your pocket is if your teeth not right and you feeling self-conscious you want some new teeth and when you get your teeth you open up a whole new person unveils and you just live a much more healthier mentally and emotionally life so i'm here for it and that's what I was going to say. When you change things, sometimes it does change your personality. Because when we change their smile, it changed their whole life. I mean, you funky, funky, down. he's been grinning ever since he got them implants. <laughs> His whole personality changed. My oh, about, yeah, and he puts it all in our face, too. Look at him. Yes, girl, you look good, baby. You look good. But my thought <laughs> process is if you want to change anything and you got the money to do it, go on and do it. If you want some extensions on your hair, if you want a bigger booty, if you want some breast lift and your lips is fat, whatever makes you happy, Go on and do it. If he wanted to be taller, let the man be taller. If he got the money to do it and he ain't hurt nobody, I'm all for it. That's just my thought. But I do get the insecurity that goes along with it. But guys, moving on, Chris Jenner may have shared more than anybody would like to know about what's going down in her bedroom. In, re in a recent interview with Howie Mandel, Howie asked her, so you are a squirter. Chris responded, I'm a squirter. Yeah, I am. What can I say? Are y'all shocked to hear this from Chris Jenner? That's a freaking not. <laughs> uh, I could have did without this. I mean, this you, you too old to get up on the internet and let the whole world know you pee on yourself. Okay. So uh, I, 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 you know, I don't think squirting is pissed. I don't listen. My coochie made a clay, so I don't know what it is, but I, you know, I'm just from a place where I'm used to my my older women acting a certain way. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I I expect that type of talk. I mean, he asked. Yeah, but she should she should have been offended and told him to. Amy, do she squirt? That where I come from, that's what would have been the response. I don't know. Maybe I was just raised old fashioned, but I'm used to my sixty and over women just acting a certain way. That might be ignorant, it might be stereotypical, it might be a Southern thing, but it makes me uncomfortable to hear a 60 something year old woman talking about what the functions of her vagina. 
Al, what you think about this baby? You know what? Chris Jenner is damn near 70 years old. This is giving me granny porn, and I'm not into granny porn. Sorry, some people are. They like that whole, you know, sleeping with older grannies and all that stuff. I'm not into it. But I tell you what, this woman has built a dynasty, a multi-billion dollar business of young girls selling sex, sex talks, sex looks, sex walks, and now squirting. Listen, she got her a young black man, and she's the only woman in Hollywood that I know that turned a premier uh, international male athlete into a woman. So maybe she's got something beyond just squirting and other sex tricks going on that are working out for her financially. And who are we to talk about it? I agree 1000%. I agree on both parts, you and Funky, both of y'all. <laughs> but coming up next, we got Marcus Houston defending his marriage. Now, late and later in the show, we find out why a Florida middle school teacher was arrested. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all, welcome back to TGIF. Now, Funky, you just said you was hungry, right? Mm -hmm. I am. Yeah, you got something for us tonight. What's going on? I sure do. Okay, Funky and Soulmates, are you all craving something fresh, delicious, and easy for springtime meals? Try Wild Grain and get your bake from frozen sourdough bread, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries delivered right to your door. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Unlike typical supermarket bread, Wild Grain uses a slow fermentation process that's easier on the belly. It's also lower in sugar, rich in nutrients, as well as antioxidants. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, and you'll never run the risk of getting bored with Wild Grain because they're constantly adding new, seasonal, and limited time special items to try. Plus, for every new member, Wild Grain donates six meals to the Greater Boston Food Bank. So you can eat good as well as do good all at the same time. All you have to do is sign up at wildgrain.com slash T and choose which type of box you want to receive and how often. Guess what? It's easy to reschedule, skip, or cancel. Plus, just for you soulmates, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants funky in every box when you go to wildgrains.com slash T to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box, soulmates, and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash T. That's wildgrain.com slash T, or you can use the promo code T at checkout. All right, Q, what you think? You gonna get I you think, some wild grain? Well, I know you, you know, like you know, croissants. I still got a freezer full from the last shipment that we got y'all. And I think tonight will make me a y'all know I love my pork chocolate salad and make me a croissant to go with my salad, y'all. The croissants are everything. The sourdough bread that comes in a big loaf, big enough to feed your family. All the wild grain products are really, 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 really good. And Heavenly, I know you know you like to cook for your man. You should get you some wild grain. You know what? I think I will. I was looking at that peach cobbler, whatever it was, that peach tart. That looked really, really tasty. I think I'm going to have to check out Wild Grain. I'm hungry right now. Y'all made me hungry. It looks so delicious, <laughs> Al. Awesome. Promotional considerations furnished by Wild Grain. 
Let's get back to topics. Marcus Houston revealed that his young tenderoni is keeping him young and fresh after receiving backlash on social media for the 19-year age gap with his 22-year-old wife, Maya. Marcus said, we have a love that people don't really understand, and I don't really care to explain it. What are y'all thoughts? Um, you know, this whole thing makes people uncomfortable because when you start talking about a grown man, 40s, and then anything teen, that just feels a little dirty, right? And I miss me with the whole, well, she was legal. That's a technicality, all right? She's still a child. I don't care, 18 or 19, that is still a child. And I'm always side-eyeing people who get in relationships like this because I'm like, what is a 40-something-year-old man sitting at the dinner table discussing with a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old? You know Oliver. He was my assistant, uh, uh, Heavenly. I didn't even like to be around Oliver and his damn friends, that immature-ass conversation that they used to have. It annoyed me. So I don't know what a 40-something-year-old man would talk about. With but on the flip side of things, if a 30-year-old woman got with a 50-year-old man, we'd have no problem. So it's not necessarily the age gap. It's how young you got her with that gap. Now, from my understanding, she was like 17 when he met her. I get it. But you know what? I love my man. And y'all can't tell nobody how to love. If the, if the law says it's okay, then it's okay. And I'm with Marcus Houston. If I don't, I don't need to explain to y'all how my love is. If I'm happy and she happy, to hell with all y'all. Al, what you think? Um, I wish it was that easy for me. Dr. Heavenly, you got that good old love, love. Um, there's just so many layers. There's so many layers to this. Now, I do understand that he did meet her when she was 17 and he was 37. Um, it was at a Jehovah Witness convention. We do know that Jehovah Witness um, get married in their teens and early 20s. This is a it's, it's a known fact with Jehovah Witness. They get married very young. Um, you, you know, allegedly Chris Stokes introduced him because the young lady was daughter-like to Chris Stokes. And I think that's kind of where the story gets conflated for me because of the allegations around that situation. But we know Chris Stokes works very hard. I'm going to have to say, you know, to each its own on this one, I know for a fact that my daughter of 17 years age meeting a 37-year-old man would not be allowed. And she definitely would not be able to get engaged to him at 18 and then marry him and have a kid at 19 it just wouldn't happen under my watch but it's okay for him to ask her to suck his tongue is that okay with you i no, think you're i think you're, you're mixing up cultures and religion I understand, with, but it's still your culture your opinion no no, no. first of all he, okay? he it was a joke he didn't tell him to suck his Man, tongue that, like that's a terrible joke for dollar to say and i ain't judging a man and we're not gonna belabor the point but if it's okay for him to ask some as somebody jokingly to suck on his tongue and kiss him in his mouth that has nothing to do it's, with marrying a 17 year old woman and procreating with same, her i just that's Bible. not gonna work no dr Hamley, that's not gonna work today I no. think it's going to work for me. You I think okay, that can work for you. Old, but we, we, can't, we can't do that. No, and no, if, no. if my baby is eight years old, you can't suck on me. No, you contract. let your baby, you, you let your baby marry a 37-year-old man. You let your baby marry a 37-year-old man at 17. my daughter is 18 years old, I can't tell her hell. Hell, I can't tell her now. So all I have to do is there are certain things that happen in certain families that people approve or disapprove. All you can do is love your kids for who they are. If they're 18, you can't stop it. So what you going to do? 
Okay, my, I, you are, you're, as a child of mine living in my house, I prefer that my child not date someone who's 22 years older than her at 17. I agree. It just I won't happen. It won't happen in my house. It won't happen in your house. Marcus Houston, Marcus Houston got enough money. He, she won't be in your house, baby. Okay, but but anyway, it, it won't happen. Trust me. It won't happen. Locked because coming up next, <laughs> we're taking a good look at the face mask that cost $500 and later found out why the Florida middle school teacher was arrested. Stay tuned. We got Welcome back to more TGIF. Mason Margiela released a luxury face mask that's retailing at $510. The new sheer mask is reportedly a nod to the world of fencing. Y'all think this mask is worth the price and would you buy it? Hell no. Hell no. And don't you come around me with that damn used condom on your damn face because that's what it looks like. I think you'd have to be a weirdo to wear that. Um, no, that, that that's just, could you imagine being in public and somebody walking down the path and you in, in today's time with all these mass shootings and stuff that's going on that crazy, you need to look normal and you need to look sane. That would scare me if somebody was walking with me, past me with that on in, in the general public. Absolutely not. I would have to agree with you, Funky. I don't like the mask. I don't know. You're supposed to keep you from getting COVID or keep you from getting <laughs> HIV. Which one you go? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it looks like you say a condom. And my whole thing is, listen, y'all put your money on anything. Can y'all invest some? Join Dr. Hebley University, somebody. If y'all gonna put a mask on for $510 that look like that and y'all paying that money, y'all need to find some new investments. Al, what's your thoughts? Um, I, you know, I'm, well, it kind of confuses me because no one is this critical about Kanye West and Kim Kardashian and a number of those women walking the Met Gala carpets wearing these types of masks. All of it looks weird to me. If I see Kanye or Kim with it on when they were on the carpets, I thought, oh, that's weird. I think this organ this company is actually trying to use that that run of their fashion and trying to, you know, make money off of it and call it for fencing. It's not my cup of tea, but I see how a creative director would want to lean in on this new fad of people wearing that type of mask around their face. The interesting thing to me is that this one is called the light gray or something like that. And that's the only one that's retailing for $510. Now, if you want a black one or if you want a white one, you could get it for half the price, if not as low as $150. So this seems like a marketing ploy meets trend. And mm, I don't think I'm here for it. I mean, it don't even look good, Al. I'm sorry. That's just my personal opinion. It's yeah. all wrinkled up. Like he said, it looked like a condom. It don't even look good. Yeah. If y'all don't get my money, at least give me something that I can wear and look cute in it, okay? And, and I can look, I like it in a Met in a Met Gala capacity. I like it in a, you know, Lady Gaga showing up to the Oscars in it. That, you know, that's what it's for. But when you start talking about retailing, I just don't think there is any functionality for any regular everyday person. 
Heavenly, where would you wear that to? Hold on, Dr. Heavenly. I got to jump in here because this is the same guy that purchased these $2,000 shoes that homeless people we couldn't even give them to. Yes. Not only is that, but he also purchased the $2,500 trash bag that Kanye was selling <laughs> what, a couple of months ago. That's bad. He just don't like stuff around his face unless he wants it around. No, yes, because listen, we at, at our age, whenever we get dressed and leave the house, it's going to involve food and drinks. You can't even eat with that on. <laughs> cut the mouth part out. Uh, that just no. Don't you can't get in my me with that on, and I don't want to shake your hand with that on. I'm just thinking, just like Funky said, where am I going to wear that, Miss Al? Where am I going to go? Am I going to work in it? Am I going to, where am I going with a mask on looking like that? I just can't figure out nowhere to wear it to. Now, I ain't, you know, Lady Gaga or anybody, but for the regular person to spend $500 or even $100, even $20, I'm not paying. How much a condom costs? I don't know. <laughs> it don't cost no $20, do it, Funky? Yeah, it do. For a box, for a box. Hey, baby, I ain't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't like it, but um, you know, to each his own. Like I say, if you're not hurting me and you want to spend your money on it, go right ahead. Okay. Speaking of questionable clothing, Walmart discontinued a t-shirt after going viral for the hidden controversial word on the front of the shirt. The slogan on the shirt inadvertently spelled the C word. You know what that is, funky. I do. All right. Have you noticed it? Would you have noticed it if it wasn't pointed out? A absolutely not. I think I had saw it on Instagram when it they was like Walmart removes controversial shirt. And I read that thing for like three minutes and it wasn't until I dropped down in the comments and somebody said, now I got a bigger question, right? Cause I'm black. In this moment right now, even now, am I not allowed to say that word or I have to say the C word? Because I didn't realize until I was at the bar one day and somebody called a white woman that word and she lost her stuff. She lost her marbles. And I just didn't know that word was like that bad. I heard somebody on Married to Medicine say, see you next Tuesday. And I say, I see you Wednesday, baby. You ain't going to do that to me. But they were spelling out that word. Uh -huh. But I guess it is a controversial word. I didn't know that it was. But and we that's sitting here saying that, that word. Am I not? Not, right, you just said it. Right. I mean, like, what? what is it? A dirty coochie? It's like a derogatory term. Like, you okay. know, you, you know, okay. that you be, you whatever. You okay. So it's like, it, it, okay, so it's like, you bitch. Right. There you go. Okay. I ain't know if I could say that either. I wasn't going to say mm -hmm. it till you said it, okay? Because I don't call people that. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is interesting. The, First of all, this occurred in Canada. The line of clothing and this shirt. Now, you guys know you've been seeing this for a long time. It's been around for two decades. The, the, it, it's, you know, the line is the, is the George Fashion line. I know I've seen it for a very long time, since at least 2000. Um, I think, though, though, this is a sign of what social media and advocacy groups, female advocacy groups using social media lends to um, a, a big company, billion dollar company like like Walmart pulling shirts that makes them millions of dollars based on how it makes these women advocacy groups feel. So unfortunately, for 20 years, this shirt was a market maker. And now this shirt is off the market and discontinued. Well, all they have to do is just switch one of the words around, right? And just 
bring it back. Cause it's not like you have to say reuse, recycle, re whatever in that order. Right. Let's see. Can production put it back production, up? Can you put it back up? And I was thinking, was it intentional to even have those words in that order? Cause they saying recycle, right. reuse, renew, rethink. Like it might've been inadvertently put that way. Right. Maybe somebody right. was trying to be smart on the background. But you know, I just feel like people be looking for a reason oh, to be yes. offended, don't they? Like that, uh-huh. I didn't yeah. even notice that. I've seen that shirt before and I never even put that word in right. that shirt. Right. So and, and, and even now, I'm not gonna lie to you, even now I would wear that shirt with no problem. If we were doing a, a, a walk or a fundraiser or something and that was the shirt, I would wear that shirt with no problem. However, as a multi-billion dollar industry that Walmart is, if I'm getting negative press and all I do is pull a shirt and maybe change the words around or you put out a different shirt, I probably would do that. But I just don't understand why everybody's always upset about something that it really ain't nothing. Y'all need to find another reason to be upset. Be upset at somebody asking your son to suck his tongue. That's what I want to be upset about. That's something to be upset Go about. Go to the next topic, Dr. Heaven. Go to the next topic, please. Uh, we're discussing why a middle school teacher in Florida was arrested. Stay tuned. Welcome back to more TGIF. A middle school teacher in Florida is facing charges after allegedly organizing a fight club in her classroom. The 23-year-old teacher gave the sixth graders a fo- the following conditions. 30 seconds, no screaming, no yelling, no phone. Funky, what's going on with y'all folks down there in Florida? Uh, you know what? I'm going to quit this damn job because the production always want to pull a Florida story and try to make, make us seem like we just so ass back. First and foremost, um, the girl herself, honestly, she looks so damn young like she shouldn't even be teaching no damn school. Like I question if she is even, I'm sure she's 23 because she had to pass a teacher certification. This is sad though, right? And it also speaks to um, why we have to just do a better job with hiring people who are around are, are, around our kids. You're an educator. You're supposed to know much better than this. But some people could argue that, you know, she's also young. Me personally, I'm not a, an advocate of super young people being school teachers. I'm not an advocate of uh, men turning 18 years old and becoming security guards at schools. Because I remember all the girls in my high school was hunching the security guards or whatever. Marijuana we, you know, on the side of the building. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I don't know. I just think, you know, this is what happens, unfortunately, um, when you hire this young, but it's sad and the parents need to come to that school and whoop her ass. They need to do 30 seconds, no phones and whoop her ass. And what you think about this mess? You know, I'm hoping that she was a substitute teacher because that's what she looks like to me, a substitute teacher. But um, yeah, this is completely inappropriate. We know that 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 clearly is not a part of that school district's curriculum. However, Funky and Dr. Hemley, I got to be honest with you. I am starting to subscribe to these other methods of teaching kids how to release their anger in the moment. We know there are a number of psychologists that have tried this in different schools where you have what's called supervised, safe, and in controlled environments for fighting, i.e. like boxing, i.e. like what's that one that you do, the jousting, but 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 
tacos where they use a little stick, the jousting stick. So the kids that have conflict are able to get that conflict out at the moment in which the conflict occurred so that they know how to deal with conflict resolution, not only in their young teenage years or in their puberty years, but also in their adult years. And there's quite a few clinical papers that prove that these techniques work. Now that I can support. This where you say you get 30 seconds, you can't scream and no cell phones seems a little primitive to me and definitely should not come from someone who's a certified school educator. Well, maybe she was just playing a game. You remember when we had those nerf things that we used to play to play fighting and stuff like that? Maybe you missing a part of the story, Allie. You don't know the whole story. Just like I didn't understand the story with the Dalai Lama. Maybe you missed the part where she was just playing and she gave the people time out where they could just get all their energy out with the nerf balls and they weren't really hurting each other. Now, I don't know nothing about the story, but it sounds real good to me. The kids get to fight and then they, they, they calm down and then now they can learn. I don't know. I'm trying to help the lady Dr. out. Dr. Heavenly, move on to the next story. That's I know that's right. In other news, <laughs> in other news, Florida news, it's been reported that 12, a 12-year-old girl stole her father's car and took a 400-mile ride trip, road trip across the state with her 14-year-old friend to meet someone they met online. Funky, what you think about this if your baby took your car and went 400 miles she... at 12 years old? She need her ass whooped. Okay. She, I mean, it's just, it's just what it is. And I don't even, I, I don't even subscribe to giving kids physical punishment in 2023. She need her ass whooped. And I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you though. I, I'm going to put some of this back on the parent, right? Because I would what type of child, what type of raising are you doing that your children don't have the fear of you instilled in them to steal your damn car. Now that's where I interject, Funky, because I got three kids and I put the fear of Jesus Christ in them and they done did some messed up stuff before. Now I don't know about taking no car for 400 miles, but they've done some things that I would think that they would never do. And I done beat the hell out of my kids and I'm in for the beating the tails, okay? I'm trying not to cuss, okay? But what I'm saying is when you got kids, you can't be held responsible here. I done did everything for my dang kids and they do the wrong thing sometimes. So, I mean, the girl was wrong. She 12 years old. She must have been mature to drive the car all the way down there. But I'm saying y'all can't always put it on the on the parents because we did our best child. I did my best to raise these dang kids and they just do what the hell they want to do, Al. <laughs> they, down there they probably down there sucking tongue with the Dalai Lama. <laughs> y'all confusing the heck out of me. One minute, y'all. Okay, wait a minute. Let me just be clear. One minute it's okay for a 17-year-old to mess with a 39-year-old because you said, Dr. Heavenly, she going to do what she want to do anyway. Yeah. However, it's not okay for a 14-year-old. Right. It's not okay for a 14-year-old to drive 400 miles or how many 200 miles to go meet a 22-year-old. I'm so I confused. It's not okay. I said that y'all can't put it on me because I raised the baby the best I could. That's what I said. <laughs> and I didn't say it was right. I said you can't put it on me as the parent because I tried. I'm sorry. At, at, at 14, some parents have fell short. I'm sorry. And, and, and you know I what? Beat her tail. I, I beat I, her tail. I don't. I don't have children, so maybe maybe I should shut up. Maybe but I just I just know how I was raised and how everybody on my block was. 
and everybody in my school and was. Still that and, girl stealing that stuff at the store. You and what is this point? That, that was stuff we did. We stole like the corner store. Those are things I expect 14 year olds to do. Not take, do you know how long it takes to drive uh, all the miles? I wasn't even allowed to be gone for more than 30 minutes without somebody sticking their head out the door and yelling to see where I was at. So no, this child ain't scared enough of a parent. I tell you, I tell you, this is the deal with me, right? The deal with me is if it was 400 miles, we're talking in excess of eight hours. Isn't that in excess of eight hours? For eight hours, for eight hours for a parent to not know where your child is with a car that you own for eight hours. It's definitely, it's definitely irresponsible, and it's definitely something that I think is is logical in making the parents somewhat responsible for not knowing where your child is for eight plus hours and not knowing where your personal property is for eight plus hours. I don't I'm know. Something you. about that seems very irresponsible as a parent to me. I was looking for her. It's easy to say when y'all ain't got no kids. These kids do stuff these times. It's a different world. So you, your child has been out of your communication for eight hours and you not know not one ounce of where she is they and where she's been. There. They didn't say they were not. She could have been looking for her child. Her child probably called her. My child called me all day. She could have been in the car. Maybe I got seven calls. Y'all don't know the whole story, for, uh, Al. My whole thing is I didn't even miss the car because it was gone. I thought the little baby was at school. She called me from lunchtime, act like everything was okay. I didn't know. All I'm saying is I could see how it happened. <laughs> But I'm saying you ain't gonna put it all on me, baby, because these kids is different nowadays. And when y'all get something, y'all can talk to me. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, fellas, I have an update on the right. Robinson case. It's been reported that U.S. officials will not pursue criminal charges due to the lack of evidence. Are you guys surprised? I am. Um, I 100% am because I I thought that the U.S. would be happy to prosecute some black people. You know what I'm saying? It's just I'm I'm, I'm normally it's people of the other persuasion that get the protection because they got the complexion. Now I'm personal friends with uh, the lead attorney on this case, Sue Ann Robinson Esquire, and I called I texted Sue Ann when I got this news today, and she was telling me that basically their next plan is basically to put pressure on the president to uh, fly over to Mexico and kind of get the extradition order uh, in place. But she also spoke about how um, they went to the meeting where they were told this and Shanquilla's sister was just extremely upset and basically laid into them damn people and told them y'all could have us come in um, and, do a, and do this. Um, also, what else did she tell me? She's also told me that's worth sharing. Hey, Al, recap me on this case right quick. What was going on with Shaquilla? Um, if I'm not mistaken, she went vacationing with a group of friends in uh, Mexico. Mm -hmm. And um, during the course of her time there, one or two of the young ladies, you know, turned against her. You know, when you vacation with people you don't really vacation with and there, mm -hmm. there was attitude. Some say that it started in the States and they finished it in Mexico. But long story short, she ends up getting jumped, beat up. And during her being beat up, her spinal cord was dislocated or detached in the back from her head or something like oh that God. and she died so and I'm, I'm sharing them just because this happened so long ago the autopsy now the question here is now this the country of mexico is still going to prosecute all right mm -hmm. because it happened in their country 
we, I think the family of Shanquilla, if I'm not mistaken, and Q's got to help me with this because he's uh, friends with the lawyer, wanted her to be extradited back to the United States so that she could be charged with crime in the United States. But the criminal investigators, including, I mean, the attorney generals, including the FBI, said it's insufficient evidence hmm. to prove any uh, serious wrongdoing or prosecution in the United States. Yeah, depending on what they said. So, Q, you got anything else on that topic? No, that, that's that's just about it, other than the fact that, you know, it's just sad because this was caught on video. So I don't know what the hell you mean that it wasn't sufficient enough evidence. But before we get all up in arms, just as long as they go to prison in the U.S. or Mexico, preferably for me, Mexico, that's justice. Right. Well, I, my heart goes out to their family because, I mean, you don't send your child out to get, you know, beat up and killed or whatever, whatever the situation was. You, you wouldn't have called her. She could have called you for the lunch room. We got a wrap, guys. We got a wrap. Read the team. I know, that's right. I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Thank y'all for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Black Waterhouse movies, and I will see you on Friday. T-G-I-F. I had a good time with y'all guys. Thank y'all. Bye. Right. Have a good night. Bye,